ERA Carroll Realty is back with the 7th Annual Holiday Shopping Sweepstakes. This is your chance to win $1,000 in gift certificates and chamber bucks from our Sheridan and Buffalo merchants. And we've tied into a national campaign to give you a chance at winning $15,000 cash. Five winners will receive prizes totaling $1,000 to retailers like Nest Home and Holiday, Balanced Healing Salt and Sauna, Kilpatrick Creations, Buffalo Computing Consulting, Bucks Travel Shop, and Chopper's Deli. Just go to the contest page at sharedandmedia.com. Enter once each day through December 12th. Hi, this is Kim with ERA Carroll Realty. We're about more than real estate. We're about family, friendship, and community. Happy holidays. Public service announcement sponsored by Pilch Engineering, serving Sheridan and Johnson counties. Hi, this is the Sheridan Adopt a Family Project, accepting applications through November 20th for families in need of help for the holidays. If you are interested in supporting a family or are in need, please contact us. We will confidentially match you with a family. For all information, please email us at SheridanAdoptAFamily at gmail.com or send us a Facebook message at Sheridan Adopt a Family Project. Thank, Thank you, Sheridan. Sheridan. Ladies, you know that one thing you've been dying to try but don't know how to get started? Well, I'm here to help. This is Candace Crane, General Manager at Sheridan Hunt and Power Sports, and I'd like to invite you to check out my podcast, I Want to Do That, Women Helping Women Explore the Outdoors. This episode, my coworker Mallory Smith and I discuss our experience learning to hunt, and she shares all the ups and downs of her first successful Wyoming elk hunt. I Want to Do That is sponsored by Can-Am and will be available wherever you get your podcast. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Now, this morning I am joined by Sheridan County Commissioners Tom Ringley. And Mr. Lonnie Wright. Good morning, commissioners. Good morning, morning sir. Floyd. Now, uh, how's your fall been so far? I'll start with you, Commissioner Wright. Well, I mean, how could it not be good? It's it's been uh, we had a little blast of snow, and and uh, since then it's just been beautiful weather in my in my world. I, I couldn't ask for anything better. We got a long spring and a long fall this year. We Two did. things that we don't get much here here in uh, in Sheridan. <laughs> Commissioner, uh, I'm going to have to have you pull that microphone pretty close to you. Uh, these ones, there you go. Thank you very How's much. That? It's good. That sounds great. Okay. Commissioner Ringley, how's your fall been? Uh, I think I've finally finished raking leaves. <laughs> 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 what a challenge, man. Wow. Oh, yeah, every year. You got a lot of trees. Uh, yeah, I got a big big cottonwood in the backyard, and there's big cottonwoods all around me, so uh, lots of leaves. But that's okay. They're really great in the summertime. That's just part of the deal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Worth every break, right? Right, right. Now, uh, are either one of you hunters? Do you guys get up there much anymore? I, I don't. I hunted when I was uh, a youth. But then I went away for a long time in the service, and I came back and never got. Just didn't pick it back up. So, like I said, I think last time my hunting 
experience is limited to listening to Nick Settles. Yeah. I think I told you that before. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a recovering hunter. So (laughs) I've got walls full of, uh, mule deer and elk and a couple mountain lions. So, but my son just killed a nice whitetail last night. So. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, uh, out there on our place out by Bighorn, um, uh, with, a, a archery. So it, it was, uh, one of those he's been stalking for a while, so that's that's why they call it hunting. You know, it takes a while sometimes. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now uh, you go out there and help him process. Uh, he he has uh, three little boys, and they uh, sent me a picture. One of them had a leg in one hand and the tongue in the other hand. So <laughs> <laughs> so he's got they his were, team. They were having yeah, they had a tag team uh, process going on. Look like so. Boy, that's something that I can remember is having to sit down and process all of that uh, with my parents. Now, uh, would you say that the county is ready for snow? Uh, seems how we've had such a long fall. Seems like everybody probably prepped up the same time every year. Uh, is there anything that they haven't gotten done yet? To my knowledge, we're, we're about as ready as we're going to be. I mean, I know the airport um, has a snow plow that's been ordered well over a year and it's still not still we still don't have it it's between you know i hate to say it between covid which you know everybody's excuse seems like um between supply chain issues and probably some chip manufacturers and some who knows what else they've just really struggled to uh get the get the thing put together but i think it might be coming by the end of the year i'm hoping so but I think the rest of the county is probably ready yeah, to go. They know it's going to come. They're ready. You know, and the airport can still move snow, you know, um, and they'll do a good job of keeping runway open like, like they always do. Yeah. You know, when it comes to those supply chain issues, guys, what's it been? Two years? <laughs> yeah. I mean, when we really think about it, it's, it had to have been mm-hmm. two right. years. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. And there's still trying to recover from this which just kind of flabbergasts me that uh the cracker was that thin you know and (laughs) and when it breaks it broke uh just kind of surprised me how how easy that was to to get set back right well then then things recover remember when there weren't any trucks yep car lots of like three out at Fremont, and now everybody's got lots of vehicles, you know. Yep. And they've had that strike. I don't know how that's affected anything. Anyway, it comes and it goes, and uh, it's frustrating when it takes, you know, six weeks to get a part or something. But Right. You know. It just goes to show us how fragile our whole system is, in my yeah. mind. You know, one little piece of the, one little domino gets taken out of the, out of the lineup and then the, the dominoes don't work anymore you know so. yeah nothing else falls yeah, yeah. um it it just kind of surprises me not just with the covid supply line setbacks but the massive increase in costs when it comes to materials mm. and and things like that that have just gone right across the board um it it makes one wonder you know what's happening now that wasn't happening then mm-hmm. uh and and how the heck did that really change right. so i don't know um, it makes me wonder if all of these cost increases are justified 
See, that's exactly what I was I, thinking, Commissioner. I, I suspect you know? that somewhere, I mean, people people take advantage of the situation, right? I they do. I can't help but think that that's at play in a lot of cases. But You know, you look at some of the profit margins made by some of these bigger corporations. Right. Uh, Pre-COVID and after COVID. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of those are pretty pretty damn wide in my opinion a yeah, little the CEO, wider than they CEOs should be are still doing really well it looks like <laughs> damn right they are yeah <laughs> all right now uh speaking of finances the commission accepted a grant from the wyoming state office of homeland security for equipment to be installed at the county fairgrounds how much was that grant for and what is the equipment that's going to be installed the, the, the equipment is an emergency generator for the exhibit hall which uh Jesse, uh, emergency management coordinator, got this grant. It's for I think it's seventy thousand yep, dollars, Lori. Right. Yep. And it's an emergency generator up there because the thought is, in case of a huge local disaster, the fairgrounds exhibit hall is going to be one of the deep prime kind of shelter operations. So this is to support that, you know, yeah. Yeah. but not just during time of emergency. If you know the power goes off at the fairgrounds, then this thing will kick on. So it's use for emergencies but also whenever else it's not an emergency but you lose power yeah well that's fantastic so it's not there just for emergencies that Correct. thing will get used Correct. Uh, right. when yeah. and if we right need it. right yeah. so it'll just be another asset for the fairgrounds to help uh, get things a, on even keel it's a funded it's a hundred percent funded uh grant to floyd so there's no local match it's just Oh, fantastic. Nothing yeah. out of our it's local pocket. Not, nothing out of our local po- pocket that you would probably notice. You know, it's all taxpayer money when it comes right down to it. You know, it's our money anyway. So. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. grant money still. <laughs> Grants are free. Let's go get one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it doesn't so, really work that way, does it? somewhere. Yeah. Yep. That's right. But it's good yeah. It's good for us. And uh, Jesse, he's, he's very good about ferreting out these different grants. He's got a lot of them, so my hat's off to him. Yeah. Doing that. Yep. Now, do we have a timeline on the installation of that generator? I, not that I know of. I don't know. I'm sure there is one, but I don't know what it is. I imagine with uh, Jesse behind the wheel of this thing, it's probably going to be going in sometime around next spring if he can. Yeah. If he could beat the COVID supply line issues. Well, that's just it. I mean, I know we've had generator installations at the library in the past uh, year. We've had. We, we just got a generator s- set at the courthouse. I don't know that it's up and running yet and hooked up yet, but it's not those... be- because that, that was a case of they got the generator, right? But then the switches, yeah, you need a separate set of switches, yeah. transfer switches. So, wow. so they were delayed. In fact, I think we may have changed the vendor because, oh, they just didn't have the right ones. Yeah. So anyway, that's another example. But those, those things just, just take, way way more time than any of us think they should but that's just the way it is now he also got uh our our emergency management coordinator jesse ludicaus also uh got a grant that uh, the commission accepted uh through the state homeland security program and this one is for equipment having to do with our new canine unit there in emergency management uh what was he talking about as far as equipment well that's Floyd, I think it's anything to do with Scout. That's the the bomb dog that the um, that Jesse is uh, in in charge of and, and 
takes care of and does all the training with. And so it's equipment and training to do with scout. And the grant was for uh, specifically north of $18,000. So, um, yeah. Wow. You know, when it comes to that kind of training and the canine units that we've got here, gosh, I think we've got two down at the police station now. I know of at least one with the sheriff's office, and now we've got one with the Department of Homeland Security right here with our emergency emergency management corner. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of canines coming in we over do. the we last went, year. We went from not having any to now we've got a plethora of dogs. Yeah, yeah. which is great. But that's good. Yeah, you know, and and, that, it, and it's yeah, and that and that and Scout can be called <laughs> out to go, not just in Sheridan County, but I think he could be called out to go anywhere, in kind of the northern part of the state all the way across so oh that's good to hear it's, it's a it's a it's a good deal for everyone scout's going to be our regional bomb dog and i think yes, that's sir. fantastic yep now uh there was another one uh a, 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 you accepted a contract between the county and the wyoming department of health public health division for the community services block grant what's what's the purpose of these funds the CSGB is is part of our is part of our uh, tripartite funding, um, and so trying to remember what the amount was. Uh, I think it was in two hundred and sixty-seven thousand dollars, something like that. It's two two eighty-seven and change, and it's it's basically um, how the tripartite board funds. Uh, 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 their their program. So, out of that grant, uh, a little bit above. So, one hundred sixty nine thousand and change is for Sheridan County. Uh, Seventy thousand and change is for Bighorn County, and thirty nine thousand and change goes to Johnson County. And so, those totals, the total is seven hundred. Uh, sorry, two hundred eighty seven thousand seven hundred twenty five dollars. So. It's it's for the um, tripartite board, the community services block grant program, and um, out of that, I'm trying to remember the f- we have four um, recipients out of that program, and I can't think of all four of them, so I won't say any of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, they every Lonnie's on a tripart board, and I used to be, but uh, so they meet and they you know they accept grants, people apply for the funds, and then they. Every yeah. year they award them. I think Big Brothers and Big Sisters. In the one. past, it's been those folks. It's been also um, Casa. Uh, yeah, Casa. It's also been um, uh, Compass. VOA. Oh, the VOA. And, and Compass. Yep. Compass are those are probably the right. those are three of the four. I'm not sure if that's. You know, all if you four. really look at those programs, each one does so much for the community. Oh man! Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're really fantastic. I've done stories on each of those organizations. Mm-hmm. Compass, yeah. Yeah, and and once you really get involved and you really start looking at what they do, the stuff that goes on beyond the view of the average resident of Sheridan County, mm-hmm. the average resident of the region. Yeah. Boy, there's a lot of work happening behind the curtain. Yeah, I in my mind, Floyd, the kind of the visual I have with, with that, program is it kind of plugs up the cracks yeah. so people instead of people falling through the cracks we're we're catching them and and trying to help them out get them back where they where they need to be uh, now let me ask why does the commission 
have to authorize the acceptance of that grant? Is it just because we're part of that tripartite? Uh, I believe that's right. I mean, on the tripartite board, there's uh, two commissioners from Sheridan County. There were three, but now we've changed that. So we're going to have a commissioner from Johnson County as well as, or sorry, from Bighorn County as well as the two from Sheridan County. Plus there's uh, a, uh, a lower income uh, citizen that sits on the board. And there's also, uh, I'm trying to remember the other members, but it tries to get a cross section of people to to look at the, the monies that are available. And basically we decide, we divvy it up how, however we see fit. And yeah. Yeah. So. Well, on that, uh, are there any other federal grants like that? I mean, granting opportunities are out there. And I know that we have individuals within the county who basically sit down and look at the funding opportunities that are offered through these grants. Um, do we utilize grants a lot here in the county? And if we do, do you guys ever receive any pushback from citizens at, or residents out there? Uh, I never have. I don't. I don't know of any. Um, you know, we we like to think that the, the the grants we get, we do go after for really worthwhile projects. Yeah. You know, so I've never had anybody call me and say, "Tell me so and so, what are you accepting that grant for?" Right. That's never happened. So I think gr- grants are a way of life, and uh, you know that's how we operate. Like I said, it's not free money, but it, you don't have to pay, pay it back. Yeah. yeah, and it does a lot of good in the county. I mean, it really does. Yeah, and so a lot of people don't have anything to, you know, excuse me for saying it, but to complain about. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to have more of our Sheridan County Commission right after this. You're listening to Public Pulse on 9:30 KROE at 103.9 FM, Sheridan. There's always there's always four for people. Are you ready to make this holiday season truly merry and bright? Look no further than First Federal Bank and Trust for our exclusive holiday CD special. For a limited time, enjoy a fantastic 5.38% annual percentage yield on their three-month CD special with no minimum deposit required. That's right, $0 to get started. Or if you're looking to make a grand investment, we're offering a remarkable 5.48% APY for those who open with $250,000 or more. Don't wait. This holiday CD special won't last long. Visit us online at efirstfederal.bank. Member FDIC. Sheridan Media is proud to sponsor the Special Olympics Festival of Trees fundraiser Thursday, November 30th at the Sheridan County Fairgrounds Exhibit Hall. It's a winter wonderland of Christmas magic. The evening starts with cocktails and hors d'oeuvres at 6, followed by the silent and live auction and music by Tris Munsick. For more information on tickets, sponsorships, or auction items, please call 675-1898. Proceed support Special Olympics athletics in Sheridan and Johnson Counties. Okay, when I told my wife, I thought she was drawing her eyebrows on too high. She just looked surprised. Well, the same goes for you if you try to fix or tune up your own 4x4 side-by-side. You know you can't do it right, so you just don't do it at all. Hando Service Center are experts on every brand or model of 4x4 side-by-side or snowmobile. 
bring it in, or arrange to have it picked up at your house. Either way, it comes back with no surprises. Hendo Service Center on Sheridan's Heartland Drive. Are you ready to live the Wyoming dream? Look no further than 603 Klondike Drive in beautiful Buffalo. This five-bedroom, two-bath is move-in ready and has the space to accommodate a large family or a couple who loves to host for the weekend. Has a beautiful backyard with a storage shed, chicken coop, plus a great patio. The mountain views from the front of the house are unmatched. Don't miss out on this amazing property at 603 Klondike Drive in Buffalo. Call Katie Losey at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. This announcement brought to you by Farmers Co-op Country Store on Coffin Avenue, home of ethanol-free premium fuel. Hi, I'm Owen Atkinson. And I'm McKinley Olson, and we are with the Sheridan Swim Team inviting you to our Arts and Crafts Bazaar Saturday, November 18th. The bazaar is from 9 to 4 at the Sheridan County Fairgrounds Exhibit Hall. Shop over 80 tables of handcrafted items and bake sale goodies. Please join us Saturday, November 18th from 9 to 4 for the Sheridan Swim Team's annual Arts and Crafts Bazaar at the Fairgrounds. Welcome back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting. This morning we are speaking with Sheridan County Commissioners Lonnie Wright and Tom Ringley. We've got a couple projects going on here in the county, folks. And it's getting to that point now. You know, um, when I was working over in Buffalo, City Works Department Director Les Hook once told me that he pulls the plug on all the projects. When he sees the first leaf fall, his street work he knows is done for the year. How do we gauge that over here? Uh, are, are the projects going forward? Let's uh, take Brook Street, for example. It is. Well, Brook Street, we've uh, they've about finished up on top, the retaining walls there, and they're paving and concrete up for additional parking areas. And that is almost done. It's almost done here in a few days, I think. And then uh, as soon as, as this uh, contractor finishes that, they'll come down and have to install a new water line down on actual Brook Street. That'll get done. And then I think the plan is work as long as they can until weather stops. So they're working well beyond the first leaf falling. Mm. But it's just kind of thing. They'll just have to see how it goes. But uh, in any event, they won't get it finished, and it'll be finished up next spring. But the top part will be done, and that's good. Well, that's fantastic to hear. What is that really going to look like, Commissioner Wright? Uh, I'm picturing Brook Street in my head. It's got that little parking area right there. Uh, last time I was up there, we had just put in that new wall, that mm-hmm. uh, that retaining wall. It looked, yeah. looked fantastic. So, what, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Um, there's a, there's a, next to that wall you're talking about is a ramp, and that ramp goes up to the, kind of the second story of the uh, courthouse, and it Basically, in my mind, it's a way to service, um, for instance, the boiler room is right there, so they can drop off chemicals and and supplies that they need in the boiler room and such. Um, but, you know, from the from down on the, uh, down on Burkett, on your way up, it's just going to be kind of a winding, uh, a winding path with um, uh, uh Kind of a switchback type of uh, sidewalk that goes up, and then <clears throat> at that second story level, there'll be a almost like a miniature in my mind, like a miniature bandstand. It's going to have some kind of a structure that shades over the actual um, that shades over the actual uh, structure right there, and um, 
probably a picnic table or two. People can come and have a people from the courthouse can come out and have lunch outside when the weather's nice or people can can you know walk up look at the flowers and the plants that are going to be there. Um, I think it's going to be a real addition to the campus of the courthouse. I think that's going to look great by the time it's done. Uh, yeah. One the, of those situations. The walkways are going to be heated. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, wow. So, so in the wintertime. Kind of like over here at the shelter. Uh, it's in the concrete, but the concrete warms. Right. Yeah. And, and so you no won't have to worry skiing, about ice. No skiing down the hill. <laughs> That's good to hear. <laughs> That's kind of one of the reasons why we're doing this project in the first place. It is. It? I mean, that, that street has always been closed in the wintertime, as long as I can remember. And the last few years, it's been closed year-round because safety reasons, somebody couldn't stop at the bottom and someone was going across the crosswalk and got tagged uh, by the front of the car. And I don't know if they got seriously injured, but you know, we don't want to wait till somebody does get seriously injured. So, um, and it's, it needs something needs to be done with it. Um, as far as just the aesthetics of that side of the courthouse. So, well, well and government at work, it only took us eight or 10 years. to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it, it's going to be worth it. That, that slow burn of government, right? <laughs> yeah. right. How about uh, County Road 64 or Wolf Creek Road? We got a project going on out there. How's it going? Um, the last time I was on Wolf Creek Road, it I think it was close to being completed. Um, they they did a bunch of regrading and rebuilding and drainage work. And um, the last time I was on it, which has been a couple of weeks ago, it looked really good. Now, I had uh, Commissioner Siddle on here not too long ago. We were talking about the effects of water and uh, some of the things that can actually happen. Commissioner Wright, I know you're kind of out there in the county a little bit. Do you deal with a lot of water on your property and see the damage that it can actually do when it comes to drainage done wrong? Um, Not so much where I am now. Where I used to live, I I lived (laughs) right on Little Goose and when in the springtime if we had the right conditions little goose could turn into quite a quite a big goose yeah pretty quick and so yeah the the um the the power of water is is most people don't realize how powerful it is you know, if you ever tried to walk across a a river or a stream that's flowing pretty good it'll it'll take you right off your feet and and uh you know you you're you're going down the river whether you want to or not so it's it's really great to have the drainage problems looked at, regraded, um, new new uh, culverts put in, and uh, brush trimmed back away from uh, structures so people can have better line of sight and such. So those things are all really good to have done. And when it comes to refurbishing projects up at the Sheridan County Sheriff's Office, have you seen that yet? I haven't. Uh, this is a basement remodel. I haven't. I haven't been in that, and I haven't been in the uh, new coroner's office or building, but they're uh, both just about to wrap up. They're currently doing a punch list. You know, some things weren't done properly, like you do in any construction. An architect goes through and finds things that need to be corrected, and they're in that phase now. So we're thinking here in the next uh, week or so, both of those projects should be wrapped up, and then I think the coroner's office are probably going to have an open house or a ribbon cutting grand opening ground opening for the coroner's office that's <laughs> one of those exactly uh, yeah sure. where you're like okay yeah. but 
But, but at the it, same but, time, but, it is kind of exciting. Well, it's a new building, and people need to see see what you know their money's doing. Absolutely right. And and it's one of those situations where it, this will end up saving the county a lot of money in the end. Uh, you know, it's it's a part of life, and and right. having the facilities here in the county will end up saving us uh, quite a quite a chunk of chat mm-hmm. cash in the end there. Well, we just moved out of 150 years or whatever it was, to, you know, relying on funeral homes to provide the service. And it worked for many, 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 many years, but it was time to kind of move on to the next level and uh, establish your property coroner's operation and, and a facility yeah. to support them. So it, it's costing some money, you know, to do this. But uh, in the end, I think it'll be worth it for the way the operation will run and provide this unpleasant service we have to provide to the you know deceased people yeah and you know it's it's one of those situations where sheridan county ain't going to stop growing and and you know whether individuals want to face that or not people are going to continue to come this uh we're gonna probably see population increases uh steady i imagine steady and progressive and so uh, having those facilities is going to help out quite a bit, I think, in the end. And, and we also hope, you know, that the, the, state, uh, the state is looking at how to organize medical examiners. You know, where do you have medical examiners? And, you know, how should that all be organized? And it's a complicated problem, and I have no idea where they are in the process. But our hope is that having this facility here, we could kind of become a center for the region, you know. Yeah. That kind of go-to place to provide this service for, you know, surrounding counties. And I don't know how that's all going to work out, but we'll be in line to have the capability to do that should they get to that stage. So we're hoping that will happen. Well, that's fantastic to hear. Now, uh, there's also Project Beloved. Uh, How can the sheriff utilize that room in the future? Have, Have you, has he spoken to you about Project Beloved? This is so. this was a project. Uh, I do believe it was a, a company or or a nonprofit out of Texas, where they took one of the rooms uh, in the sheriff's office and they've essentially made what they call a soft interrogation room, a room where the sheriff can have conversations with children, with uh, individuals who aren't exactly there for for. A, you know, a citation or a crime, but mm. uh, a room that doesn't look like an, a jail not, interrogation not a, not room. Not a table and a glaring overhead uh, light. The overhead light, exactly. Right. Drip, drip. So, uh, <laughs> you know, he managed to get that done as well, and I think that's absolutely fantastic. Mm. And, uh, so what's happening out at the airport then? Uh, are we all buttoned up out there? Did the equipment finally show up, get to running, <laughs> in spite of COVID? Yeah, the new terminal's working, or the new baggage area is working really well. You know, it's like going to a real airport up there now when you get your luggage. It's, it's really looking good, but you're never done at airports. You're just yeah. never done. And the current, they need more ramp space. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. You know, that. we're one of the busiest airports in the state for private aircraft. Wow. You know, and mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know the numbers, but we are. And uh, so we're running out of ramp space, you know, so doing a couple of grants now, back to the grants again, applying yep. for it to 
expand the ramp so we have more parking space on the uh, at the airport. Yep. You know, that's incredible. Like you said, you we're never really done in an airport, but it feels like we just had this this big project go on. Right. We got some new great equipment. And uh, as soon as we get that buttoned up, someone turns and says, okay, now time to go forward. Well, I mean, as, well, our, our airport is no different than, I mean, travel around the country. Every airport I go through when I traveled a lot, there's always something going on. New construction, new, you know, new uh, either outside on the uh, ramps or the runways or inside on the security facilities. There's always a project somewhere all the time and i think this just goes to show we're a real airport yeah <laughs> we moved up didn't we? so yeah we have a grant for over two and a half million dollars um it's a federal assistance grant lloyd um big the very very big end of it is all federal money which once again is our money but 93.75 percent is federal 3.75 percent state and two and a half percent local match so well, that's fantastic. And, and you know, when it comes to, to getting those grants, uh, to continue the conversation that we were having earlier, you know, it is our, it's, it's our money in the end. It is. And so for me, I like to know that it's my county commission, my city, my area, that's mm-hmm. taking advantage of my money, our money, and putting it to good use. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yep. What are your thoughts on SAWS? Uh, I just wanted to touch on this real quick. Uh, we're running out of time together. I got to get someone down here to talk about uh, upcoming Thanksgiving dinner, but I didn't want to leave without asking you at least your thoughts. Well, my thoughts are uh, it's really unfortunate that we had such a big pushback. On one hand, I can see where people were were uh, upset. I mean, change is hard no matter how how you put icing on it. People don't like change, and... Um, in my mind, it, if if we flipped a switch and enacted what we wanted to do, no one would ever know because the city is basically running the system now and has been for quite some time. Um, the big push really is to lower the administration costs and lower rural customers' water bills. Um, and, you know, we need to do a better job of educating people what our goal is, uh, in my mind, and I don't think it's a dead deal. I think it's something that we'll hopefully take another stab at down the line. But um, yeah, we had a lot of pushback, a lot of a lot of uh, um, mistrust or no trust in our uh, our uh, joint powers board. Apparently, people don't think we're doing the right thing. So I think we are, and and we'll maybe take another stab at it down the line somewhere. Commissioner Ringley. Uh, I'm not on a SAWS board now, but I was for about 12 years. And for years, I've held the fact that, you know, SAWS really was organized like it was for a reason. Worked really well for a number of years, but I think we've reached the point where we need to simplify the operation, you know. And there's some unneeded administration that can be done just as easily by the city who already does the billing and the maintenance. So I think it's time to switch. And You know, there were... At the meeting, there were a lot of um, local people, and that, that's fine. But I'm thinking there's 16, 1,800 SAWS customers out there that don't care. All they care about is they turn on the tap, they get good water, and they get a reasonable bill, 
and that's all they're concerned about, and that's all they should be concerned about. So I hope, I hope, uh, I hope that the SAWS board decides to have a another run of education and making sure everybody understands why they want to do what they want to do. And sometime in the future, we can uh, get it done. Commissioners, I want to thank you so much for coming in this morning and speaking with me. It's always a pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you. Our pleasure. Thank you. All right. When we come back, we're going to speak with Amanda Sample. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Shared. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 in cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Story Volunteer Fire Department will be receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust, Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. Sheridan College Theater presents The Boy at the Edge of Everything by Finnegan Kruckmeyer. Life is way too busy for 12-year-old Simon, and he dreams of being able to do nothing. Meanwhile, at the farthest point of the universe, the boy at the edge of everything lives by himself, lonely and bored. See what happens when their worlds collide in this fun, engaging play for kids and adults at the Wyo Theater on Saturday, November 18th at 1 p.m. Purchase tickets online at wyotheater.com or call the box office at 307-672-9084. Hi, this is Jill Bates. And this is Colton Bates with the Bates team at Best. You may have seen our new billboard driving south on Coffeeine with myself and Colton's smiling faces. What it also has are some kind words from our clients' reviews, and they're the very things we take pride in delivering at Best. The best quality, service, and whatever it takes attitude is the standard we set for our work in real estate. The red sign on our clients' properties means more than a transaction. It's a relationship with our clients who deserve the absolute best. We love what we do and are passionate about it, so if you're looking to buy or sell real estate, our team is here to put our best foot forward for you. Give us a call today at 675-BEST and visit bestwy.net. Proudly brokered by EXP. This is Dan with Captain Clean. If you find water inside your home, don't panic. Captain Clean is always on standby 24-7. Our trained and certified experts and staff will help you start to finish. From identifying the issue, extracting water, detecting moisture deep within your walls, ceilings, and floors, to utilizing state-of-the-art equipment and techniques that ensure your home is completely dry and feels new again. Call Captain Clean today at 672-0726 and don't let unexpected water ruin your day. What would Christmas be without tradition? Without the comfort of home, the joy of family, and smiles of children? Open your heart this year during the 26th Annual Christmas Wish Campaign. Due to temporary circumstances beyond their control, some families, friends, and neighbors will struggle to make ends meet, let alone have a Merry Christmas. It's tradition for the Christmas Wish Campaign to bring the spirit of the holidays to those individuals. In the past, we've assisted several people with everything from bills and food to clothing, Christmas trees, and toys for children. Please send your Christmas Wish nominations and donations to P.O. Box 5086 Sheridan or submit them online at SheridanMedia.com as soon as possible. All wishes must be submitted in writing and must include your name and phone number. There are follow-up questions our committee will need to have answered to properly assess each wish. Wishes must be received by Friday, November 24th. Partners for this year's Christmas Wish Campaign are Atlas Chiropractic, First Federal Bank and Trust, Heartland Kubota, Advanced Auto Body, Wyoming Corporate Office, and Odell Construction. and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. 
For the second part of our show this morning, I am joined by Amanda Sample. Good morning, Amanda. Good morning, Floyd. <laughs> nice to be here. It's good to meet you. Now, what uh, what organization are you representing? I'm really not an organization. I am used to be the Firewater Smokehouse Grill, and I've been doing the Thanksgiving dinner for the last three years. What? started this Thanksgiving dinner. We'll go into details of what it is, but how did we get here today? Okay, well, my husband and I are uh, yeah, retired firefighters, and we just miss doing things for our community, and we decided to do this for Sheridan because Sheridan's a great community. We love it here, and there's so many people that can't afford to go out and buy everything they need for turkey dinner and no, and the people that don't have a place to go or the travelers always looking for something. And not everybody wants Chinese on uh, Thanksgiving. <laughs> so we decided to start doing free Thanksgiving dinners. Well, that's fantastic. And this started about three years ago. Yes, sir. This is, our, this is actually our fourth year. Now, how many individuals usually end up showing up in the past? Has this kind of grown over the well, last couple of years? It started out larger but then COVID stepped in and oh, yeah. the first year we did like 200. Oh, wow. The year after was 198, I believe. And it's fallen since then. But this year I'm hoping it'll be a really good year. Now, where does this take place? We are doing this at the Bighorn Mountain Eagles, which is 1760 Commercial Avenue. And when? It is on Thanksgiving Day from 11 to 3. Boy, that's so how many turkeys do you end up cooking or baking in a that lot. day? A um, lot. Daisy Delaney actually raised me 10 for this year, and hers average out to be anywhere between 30 and 50 pounds apiece. Wow, so they're local as well. Yes. That's fantastic. Yes. And then um, some of my people that donate, donate their frozen turkeys, they get free. So we'll have extras. So roughly 14 turkeys. When do you start cooking? Uh, my husband stays up all night Wednesday night cooking. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, how many pies are going to be there? That I don't know yet. Um, last year, I think we had like 56 of them. Oh, my goodness. Yes, there's a lot. And um, it's all because the people in this community are, are, you know, they're helping. They're giving us the pies and or donating the pies to us. And um, we have people that come in and actually hang out with us and they're there from the start to the end how many people end up showing up volunteer wise volunteer wise oh my goodness um i want to say we have at least 25 to 30 oh that's fantastic yes now uh is this one of those situations where uh, uh someone sticks around for the next four hours and does some dishes um, yeah, they pretty much stick around. We have one gentleman, his wife and him come in. Um, I know his wife's name's Deb. She comes and helps serve. And then her husband is our dishwasher. Um, they've been with us for the last three years. Uh, it's just the volunteers are great. They just come in and, you know, pitch in where it's needed. And Mark and Katie from M&K Rentals, they have been amazing help for the last three years, but this year they're not be they're not going to be able to be there because they're going to be with their family. But um, we have others take their spots. <laughs> well, now 
who who pays for this overall? Do you do you spend a good portion of your year kind of organizing this and getting it ready for the big day? I don't. I just go into it. <laughs> um, it's all donations. Um, there's people all over the place in this town that donate. They'll give me like a hundred dollars here and a hundred dollars there. And um, if I have anything left over after I buy all the food, I will do a Christmas tree at work and you can grab names of needy children. And I also put in, I'll, I'll take two of those envelopes myself and yeah. use that extra money to buy some families, some stuff for Christmas. Oh, that's fantastic. So it's all going to individuals, underprivileged individuals within yes. the community. Now, when you say at work, where's work? Um, I work at the <laughs> Bighorn Mountain Eagles. I have the Eagles Nest, which I serve lunches Tuesday through Saturday from 11 to 2. Oh, that's great. Yes. Now, if someone wanted to come and help you this year, mm-hmm. if they're just hearing about this, they didn't know what was going on, and they're like, there it is. That's how I want to spend my Thanksgiving. What do they need to do? Just call me. Just call me, and they can come over, and I'll find something for them to do, even if it's peeling potatoes or yeah, washing dishes. Are you willing to give your number, or would you like me to put I will, that up online? Later? I will give you my number. It is 307-763-6840. And when is the best time to contact you? Um, my morning job is over at 9, so anytime after 9 o'clock in the morning. Okay, and, and someone can give you a ring and say, hey, I'm, I'm really good at baking pies or I I'm not great at anything having to do with a restaurant. So I'll bust tables <laughs> or that's kind of where I would end up is busting tables, which is a great job needs to be done. Uh, how many tables do you have up there? We have a lot cause we have the whole back room where there's a stage and stuff back there. So there is a lot of tables. So it's just come in and sit down and we'll, we'll feed you. <laughs> what time? does this all begin if someone is thinking I would like to go have dinner if they want to come have dinner dinner starts at 11 because it's Thanksgiving right yeah <laughs> well it's gonna take us that long to get everything together because I have a uh, the gentleman uh, the two gentlemen that cook at the olive they're gonna help us cook some of the dinner and bring it up to us so we're yeah we're spread out this year <laughs> and this is at 11 a.m on uh, Thanksgiving. Yes, 11 to, I said two on all my stuff, but I think we'll probably run till three. Okay. And that, that's actual serving until three. Yes. Okay. Um, and I would imagine that that is dependent on the amount of food that you have. Whether I run out or not, correct. Yeah. But it sounds like you're going to have a lot of turkeys and you're ready to uh, outfit at least over 200 individuals. We're cooking for at least 200. We do it every year. So and we usually end up with 250 in food, but we're doing it for 200 this year. So we'll see what happens. Now, you and your husband are yes. the ones who put all this together. There's no organization backing it. There's no... No, nope, it's just us. You guys just wanted to do something for the community and you thought this is, this is it. This is yep, what we want. this wanted. is it. Well, that's fantastic. We're too old to be on the fire department anymore. So, you know, we're just going to give this way. (laughs) (laughs) Any way that you can find to to fill a need, I think that's fantastic. Now, uh, one more time, 
the location and the time that your volunteers need to be in. Okay. It's Bighorn Mountain Eagles, 1760 Commercial Avenue. And volunteers, please call me first at the 307-763-6840. And depending on what I need and when I need it, I will tell you what time to come in. But if you're going to come in to serve or wash dishes, uh, 10 o'clock is a good time. 10 a.m.? Yes. You've pretty much got your bakers set. No, you not don't. yet. Not yet. So if someone is good, <laughs> if somebody is good and wants to help, please get in touch with me. I'm. If you want to bring pies in, bring them in. Uh, I think that's the only thing we're lacking on is pies this year. Really? Every, everything else we're pretty much got cooked. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of yams. Yes. You know that's probably uh, that's the one thing I really look forward to every year. Believe it or not, uh, my wife and I generally don't go with the turkey route. We go with the ham route. I do ham too. Oh really? So there's going to be ham there yep. as well. Well, do it's traditional. We have turkey, ham, mashed potatoes, gravy, sweet potatoes, corn. Um, I think one of my gentlemen is making the. Um, Green bean casseroles. I was going to say, green bean casseroles got to be on the table, yeah, right? Yeah, and we'll have um, cranberry sauce and, of course, pies. Now, for those attending, yes, this is completely free. This is completely free, but donations, you know, are always appreciated. Absolutely. And so if you're traveling through Sheridan or you happen to be around, you don't have anywhere else to go, you can go have uh, fellowship. Up at the Eagles, in the back. Amanda, I greatly appreciate you coming in this morning. Uh, I absolutely love this service that you provide to the community. Thank you. Thank your husband for all the work that you guys do to provide this to the community. Thank you, Floyd. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you. You know, um, next year, when you start to get everything organized, I would love it if you come back on the show and we talk about this again. And maybe you can bring that husband of yours. I'll talk to him as well. Okay. All right. I will. I'll plan on that next year. <laughs> Let him know. He, <laughs> he's going to be uh, in that seat next year. All right. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. the season to be jolly and at first federal bank and trust we're spreading the joy with our merry and bright three month cd special get into the spirit with a fantastic 5.38 percent annual percentage yield and here's the best part there's no minimum deposit required but that's not all if you're planning to make a larger investment this holiday season you can enjoy an even merrier 5.48 percent apy with just a two hundred fifty thousand dollar opening deposit don't miss out on this limited time offer visit us today or go online at efirstfederal.bank where your holidays are merry and bright member fdic i'm here today with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Tommy, hi. Do you know what's even better than turkey and pumpkin pie? A huge pancake breakfast the day after Thanksgiving. Where can I find that? At our Black Friday event. For just $5, you can eat all the pancakes you want from 7 to 9 a.m. and all the proceeds go to the Lions Club of Sheridan County. Breakfast with a cause. You can kick off your shopping by participating in our live auction. We'll be selling a VW Beetle, an electric dirt bike, and a few other surprises. Bids start at $500 with no reserve. Don't miss Black Friday at Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. 
Dugard Construction is Sheridan's premier builder, not only for new construction, but also remodeled jobs of any size. Whether you are needing one room redone or the whole home, Dugard Construction can make your vision come true. Go to dugard.co, that's D-A-U-G-A-A-R-D.co today. Click on the projects link and check out some photos of their outstanding work. McDonald's restaurants in Sheridan have a career opportunity for you. They're looking for enthusiastic open and closer crew members to join their fantastic team starting at $17 per hour. At McDonald's, Larry Storrow and the crew are all about helping you reach your goals. Open and closer crew members are the heart and soul of McDonald's. Ready to join the fun? $17 per hour? Go online to mchire.com to submit your application or stop by any Sheridan McDonald's location to pick up an application in person. McDonald's is an equal opportunity employer. Just in time for your holiday dinners. The Health Nut announces that they have organic and natural turkeys, Beeler's spiral cut hams, gluten-free and regular stuffing, fresh organic cranberries, organic yams and potatoes, gluten-free and regular gravy, gluten-free and regular dinner rolls, gluten-free and regular homemade pies, dairy-free and regular whipped topping. Order your Thanksgiving pies early. Pick them up to ensure they are fresh. The Health Nut for healthy holiday dinners. KWYO signed on as Sheridan's first radio station Monday, July 9th, 1934 at 7 p.m. on the second floor of the Carroll's Furniture Store. Join a fabulous celebration with a 2024 Cheers to 90 Years limited edition calendar available only on Hot Buys at SheridanMedia.com. Get yours now. They won't be back for another 90 years. This public service announcement sponsored by Pilch Engineering, serving Sheridan and Johnson Counties. Hi, this is Sheridan Adoptive Family Project, accepting applications through November 20th for families in need of help for the holidays. If you are interested in supporting a family or are in need, please contact us. We will confidentially match you with a family. For all information, please email us at SheridanAdoptiveFamily at gmail.com or send us a Facebook message at Sheridan Adoptive Family Project. Thank, Thank you, Sheridan. Sheridan. 